when it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market. At Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Call 0808 1717 700. Let's go! And tonight, Paul Cooney here with Leanne Crichton and Andy Walker. On the night win, well, Celtic back on top. Three points in it and two goals. Andy, we're going to run the rule on that game last night and with you, Leanne, as well. And all the games last night, great evening for the west of scotland when i looked at it we don't normally look at it that way as we just saw andy's headphones there at uh, leanne last night let's get down to it right away big win for celtic they needed it but it it, it wasn't easy no it's a big win certainly an important win i think the fact that rangers had won previously on the tuesday night there was a bit of pressure going to easter road it, you know we've spoken awful lot about brendan Rodgers' record through there it wasn't good and it was important for celtic that they they managed to get themselves back top of the table i think just to keep a lid on everything that's going on I feel that it's one of those situations just now that could quite quickly get out of hand if performances don't improve but the reality is to win the league to be 14 games from the end of the season it's about three points it's about picking up those points and, and continuing that run yeah yeah. Uh, to be fair I didn't think we were creative enough that, that's my honest feeling on it I think we uh, we had good sort of periods of the ball in the first half but just lacked that bit of cutting edge I, I felt in the in the first half to really getting behind them and, and that little bit of finesse that you need in, in the final pass even though we looked dangerous and we didn't have too many problems to deal with I think second half we probably created our own problems you know you know, instead of playing behind their pressure and when we did that we, we were great we got in and uh, but just needed to make a, a better final pass but the mentality of the team was to keep going and, and that's why they're champions and they, they kept going and and obviously uh, we get the wind right at the end which is very important Andy Walker what did you feel about your old team last night up against your other old team yeah well obviously just um, the fact that Celtic got the three points that is what it's all about but when you look at the way they're playing it must be a concern to Brendan Rodgers to uh, the supporters really poor for the second half of the weekend after an initial good first 45 minutes and then just last night um I mean, they they had some promising. You thought they were going to get some shots away with you know Ida advancing in on goal doesn't get a shot away. Just in general, the play wasn't really all that good, and I know that they've got some issues with. Um, I mean, I would never have thought Burnaby, Welsh, uh, Scales, and Ralston would have, have been your your back four. Um, so Celtic not playing well, but getting the job done. I think in general, I think every Celtic supporter just wants to see them play a bit better. And Leanne, the night before, Rangers winning 2-1 against Aberdeen. Wasn't as easy as some fans thought, um, and it was tight at the end. It was, and it, those games play out like that when it's just a one-goal margin. Um, I actually thought it was a really entertaining game. Mm. I thought it was high energy. Um, Rangers 
probably should have found themselves in, in front in the first half. They go in level pegging, they came out, they then show the character. But I actually just thought the energy and the way Rangers went about their business, they looked, you know, I was comparing it to early on in the season under Michael Beale, what the performances had been like, what individual players looked like. And I just thought they were a different animal altogether. You could feel the energy in the stadium as well, even just through the TV, you know, the noise, what the fans are expecting just now, the fact that they sense are getting a bit closer. But again, a tight game and, and you know a lot of Aberdeen fans will be looking at it thinking, how can we go and match Rangers and Celtic for the periods in the game which they managed to do over those two fixtures and they find themselves in the league position that they are. Andy, Rangers had that chance to join Celtic the other night. They did. They could have overtaken them with another couple of goals. Um, you wonder how Rangers are going to react now that they're right up there with Celtic. They're back to three points, but they've got game in hand, which is what, next week, the week after? And they've got the Cup this weekend. How big has it been, the fact they got the League Cup? Do you feel that that's given them a confidence that they've built on the last few months? Yeah, I think you're right to bring that up. Just in general, the winning a trophy and of course a new manager coming in and I think making a difference to a lot of players who we were all a bit unconvinced about and the big difference between Celtic Rangers at the moment is there's a real feel-good factor there's a unity about everything uh, about Rangers and it's not that way at Celtic I think most, if you asked any supporter most of them would, would tell you they're really disappointed with the January transfer window they're disappointed just in general with the way that the team has not just been playing in the last uh, couple of games, just for some time. And that that is the difference. And um, I think Celtic, I've got a lot of work to do just to retain the title. Here's Brendan Rodgers again speaking after the game last night. His impression? Yeah, well, listen, you were never going to win the league and become a champion tonight by by winning or, or losing it, the league if you lost. But, um, but it was certainly a very, very important win for us especially second half where I never thought we really we really got going I and mean, you give Hibs credit they stepped up onto the game a wee bit more but the mentality of the team was to, to keep going and we, we made changes to be offensive and try and create them more problems and then eventually we we, we get the penalty and, and, and Adam for his first start he's handled the pressure tonight superbly well and, and won us the game the other games last night Kilmarnock winning 1-0 against Livingston poor old Livy now it's looking grim St Mirren what a week it's been for them 3-0 at the weekend away 2-0 at home last night against Dundee not without its own controversy Hearts winning at St Johnson and as you know Celtic winning 2-1 at Hibs and the night before Motherwell five-star performance against Ross County and then Rangers 2 Aberdeen 1 we did reveal we broke the news last night Leanne just before 5-7 to seven, that uh, the manager Derek Adams has gone from Ross County it's maybe no big surprise it's pretty sad 79 days nobody likes to see somebody come in and go back out the door within what just over two months no it's a strange one and by all accounts it appears that he's had quite a say in it as well and it's yeah. been a decision that he's been part of um it was just that it's played out a really strange course of events. Uh, the sound bites in terms of post-match interviews, I think, has been the most entertaining factor around it. I don't think he's managed to get a tune out of the players at all. I think he lost them really early on because of his comments. I think he had, you know, people's backs up in Scottish football because of those comments as well. You know, people that have been in the game and worked up here for. A whole number of years, and Derek Adams has gone down south and obviously came back and, and expected better things, is all we can say. Uh, but he's gone now, and Don Kiwi is the interim manager, and I'll be interested to see how Don gets on because he's been a constant up there just now through Malky's tenure. 
previously there as a player he's been there with Eric Adams just now he's the one that I think the players will look to now for a bit of leadership and guidance and hope that they can steer them uh, up the table Who do you think might be the next long term manager? Any thoughts yet? I think I've no immediate thoughts in terms of a, a, a candidate straight away but what I do know is it's a really good job and a really yeah. good opportunity for somebody and will they look at it perhaps and look at Don depending on how he, he does in this short term if he manages to do the job and certainly change things he's invested in the club and I think that's really really important we've seen that with Barry Robson I know it's not played out um, the way he would have wanted it to but you look at the performances and the league position that he provided last season Andy who might take over? Do you think long term? I would give it to Don Cowie. It, it must be. It must be painful. It must be, you know, even financially, the fact that you've you've binned Malky Mackay, you've brought someone else in. He's now away financially. That's not good. I think what you're looking at is best case scenario: Ross County trying to fight for their survival in the playoffs again, which they are more than capable of doing, no matter who uh, they play from the from the championship. But he was the architect of his own downfall, yeah. uh, Derek Adams. And um, I was at the game the other night. I expected a, a much better contest and, and just bizarre for him to say after the game that they were really good for the first eight minutes. It's, uh, yeah. it's hardly anything to, to build on. Yeah, it looked as though he, he didn't want this to happen, but it looked as though he wanted his time to be up. I think in general, yeah. Paul, he's, I think he had a point when he made the observation about you know just the standard of football and the quality of football you heard Philip Clement the other the uh, the other day and he was talking about you know hoping to see other Scottish managers you know have a a go at Celtic and uh, his club at Rangers so he obviously feels there's there's a bit more to give there's maybe a bit more ambition to be taken by a number of uh, clubs a number of managers and I think when any manager speaks and makes a point like that, it's. Um, I think it's interesting and it's so easy just to dismiss it. He, he is a, a bit of an oddball character, Derek Adams, but I think in general he had a point. This time last week, Leanne and Andy, you were both on and the phones were really busy. Mainly Celtic fans not happy with the transfer window which had closed. I mean, the two best strikers in Scotland, neither of them at Celtic or Rangers, you could argue. I see that Laura Shankland, uh, the Hearts manager, saying he's the best. And Nicky Delvin saying it's Bojan Miofsky. What do you two think? 0808 17 17 700. And Rangers fans, what are you thinking? Do you scent uh, another victory for Rangers heading towards is it going to be there's been talk of a treble not from Rangers but come on said the other night yeah there's ambition is to win absolutely everything it's my ambition also to win everything until now I never I never did it with the team to win everything in a season so I have high ambitions always and uh, it's great to feel it and that was for me one of the major reasons to come to this club uh, compared to other possibilities because I knew how incredible it can be when all these fans are behind the team and how much energy that can give. I love this job. By If we win things, if you see the joy from the players, from the staff, from the fans, there I get my energy out to, to work hard every day. So well, yes, it's still a long way to go. But well, Yes, it's still a long way to go, but like I said, it's, it's psychology as well at this time. There's an inner game as well as the the game on the field and, and the players have come through that tonight they'll feel a wee bit aggrieved Hibs because uh, as I said second half they, they did well um, 
but but my guys kept fighting and kept going. We, we have to be much better with the with the ball in, in certain moments. There's no doubt about that. But lots of changes, bits of disruption in the team. But it is about winning, and uh, the guys did that and got the win. Celtic, what are you thinking, Celtic fans? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Or you can WhatsApp on that number and give us your comments or on the socials at Go Football Show. Or the Kelly fans, been a great run for them. St Mirren as well, right back on it. And what about Motherwell the other night? Five goals against Ross County. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Celtic winning 2-1 last night. It was uh, two penalties at Easter Road. On the line, big Celtic fan is Laurie in Deniston. Hi, Laurie. Uh, good evening, Paul. Good, good evening, evening, Andy. Good evening, Leanne. Good evening, Laurie. Good evening. Hi, Laurie. Uh, I'll take my point uh, tonight. Uh, you, you know, I, I think some people should take a deep breath. Uh, my estimation of Celtic lately, admittedly the form has been indifferent, if I can put it that way. Uh, they had two difficult away fixtures. They've uh, gained four points uh, from six. But what I think people t- tend to forget is that uh, during the month of January, uh, we lost four players who were away in Asian Cup duty. Three of them have returned. Oh, Yang uh, and Maida. Uh, Rio Hatati uh, is injured, but he'll come back for the business end of the season, as will Cameron Carter-Vickers uh, and Greg Taylor. Mm-hmm. So we have had some difficulties, uh, you know, where uh, the, the playing staff, the personnel has been concerned. And it should also be remembered that the two uh, new signings, uh, Ida uh, and yep. uh, Nicholas uh, Kuhn, yep. uh, they were also largely available for most of the month uh, of January. So there are six players there who undoubtedly will, will improve uh, our fortunes. But at the same time, you know, I'm not delusional. I remember I had a conversation with Andy several uh, weeks ago. And uh, I had said to Andy uh, that if the squad wasn't improved or replacements brought in, and not just numbers to make, you know, bodies to make up the numbers, but quality additions, uh, then the, the board would be held accountable for that if they failed to back Brendan Rodgers financially. Uh, and I also had said to Andy, and Andy agreed that uh, the support would find it unforgivable mm-hmm. if, as a result, Celtic lost a title subsequently uh, to Rangers. Yep. So I'm not entirely despondent. I mean, I'm not daft. Uh, the form could be better. But I think it's time for us to get behind our manager, uh, keep the faith, uh, keep our powder dry, because things can only get better, you know, and uh, I've no doubt that Philip Clement obviously has improved Rangers' fortunes sure. immeasurably since he replaced Michael Beale uh, last autumn. Uh, there okay. was a seven points deficit, but now sure. uh, even Stephen with him. Uh, right, so stay, stay calm. Stay calm is your point, yeah. Andy, what would you say to Laurie? Uh, Laurie's right to use the word uh, indifferent he's also right to highlight the amount of players that uh, were they to come back 100% fit then Celtic you would imagine will be will be better will be stronger will 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 play better football um, but I just find it interesting over the last number of weeks you had a, an opportunity there in the January transfer window to, to strengthen to flex your financial muscle uh, Kuhn a wide player 
in my view, Celtic didn't need another wide player, but if he's available, then you've got him in. How was he last night for you? Oh, he was okay. Just, I think he's just been okay since we've seen. I mean, it's early days. He came on at the weekend and got a goal with the aid of a deflection. Sure. I'd like to have seen a bit more last night, but he was okay. And um, just that narrative that we spoke about last week, you know, Brendan Rodgers being really quite strong, I felt. Uh, and for some time about the use of his word quality we need more quality we need more players and uh, he didn't get it and you know the he'll now work with what he's got and I think Celtic's best hope is obviously to get Carter Vickers Hatati players like that back fit I mean you, you had Ida last night getting a couple of goals I think his, just in general his game outside the box can improve he didn't really look sharp in other aspects yeah. of his game but he, he definitely handled the pressure of those penalties really well Leanne what, what would you say to Laurie what do you see when you watch Celtic at the moment yeah, all valid points absolutely and I think Laurie's certainly doing a better job than, than some to, to keep yeah. calm and, yeah. and talk through it mm. um, rationally for me Hitati and Carter Vickers that's the only two players that for me make the difference to Celtic and that is whether you can get Hitati back to the levels that he was I think producing Taylor would be at Taylor at left back would be on a, I, I still yeah, think he's I, I still underrated. think the results the substandard performances that we've seen of late Taylor's been part of that Hitati's probably the constant throughout the season when you get back to the points dropped against Motherwells and Hibs Hitati was also missing so for me he's a game changer he's got a different element to his performances he makes Kyogo a better player um, he makes the wide players better players he makes the midfield trio, I think, tick and, and there's a better balance with him in the team. So he's the one for me that, yes, if he comes back in, I think Celtic are at a different side. But other than that, I still think the, the consistency levels have been pretty inconsistent throughout the season. And that is the bigger issue. And that's why Andy and I spoke a lot last week as the transfer window drew to a close. Um, that there could have been, I think, more positions strengthened, i.e. fullback area. Greg Taylor, I take your point, Andy, because yeah. Burnaby's had a, a a troubled career. It's just not happened for him, and they've missed. Again, Greg he Taylor. was okay last yeah. night, but he, he's used to the ball. I think can be better, but a couple of times it looked as though he had a bit of something. But if you wanted your strongest team out, I think Greg Taylor would be the would be the best uh, left back option. I just thought they might have strengthened in that yeah. position, and that was one of the positions that you thought, yeah, Celtic will spend a, a, a bit of money there, get someone else in, but the narrative changed and it was just a big surprise to me and I'm, I am I know it was a big surprise to a lot of Celtic fans. Leanne, you were surprised, you made a good point beforehand about the second half, Celtic, you know, first half against Aberdeen came out second half, mm. different, last night as well. Yeah, struggling to put together a 90 minute performance, I think has been the issue for, for lots of the season, you know, there's been so many, under Ange Postecoglou, I don't like to, to get back to it that often, the amount of times that Celtic scored within 15-20 minutes of a first half was pretty consistent. Yeah. Pretty consistent. Blowing teams away, then they would go and add a second, a third. Or there was a flip side to it where there was those late goals and they finished the game with twos and threes at the end. What you've seen this season is either nil-nil at half time and then they go and kick on and, and get a couple of goals in the second half or they get that early goal, that killer goal and then they don't seem to be able to add to it. So... The 90-minute performance, I think, is a huge issue. And whether that's down to personnel or consistency within the team, Brendan Rodgers not knowing who his best 11 players are, how you get that balance when you've got key players missing. I don't know, I can't quite put my finger on it, but certainly I've struggled to put my finger on 
too many games this year that you think Celtic were, were excellent for the entire game. Laurie, thanks for kicking us off. Here's Paul, a Celtic fan on the line. Hi, Paul. Yeah, hi, Paul. <coughs> hi, Andy. Hi, Leon. Hi, oh, Paul. Yeah. Hi, Paul. So, what do you make of it last night? Kyogo dropped, Ida came in, two goals, penalties. Yep. Uh, what did I make it? Boring. Extremely boring. Extremely flat. Extremely the way it's been all season. No plan. Don't see what he's trying to do. Uh, I'm talking about Brendan Rodgers. That is. Yeah. I, I I just don't get it. I don't. I, if if he's trying to play this way, if he's it's different from. Man City and the top teams in the world who doesn't really terribly matter the system you play right because you've got these top notch football players yeah. right I don't see what you're trying to do I don't I, I saw no difference for the start of the season to now uh, at least when when it was uh, Angelus I hate to hard back to him you could see he was trying something different and you could see it would work sometimes and it wouldn't work but it was getting better now I, I don't see it. I, I, I don't know what you're trying to do. I, I mean, the team's got no colour instinct. We can't put two good games together. Yeah. When we go down, we don't look like we're getting back up. It's just it's so flat. Now, I, I remember when it was Brendan Rodgers' reign was coming the first time round, and, uh, and Neil Lennon came in. I was, I was quite glad that Neil Lennon came in because it was somebody he knew. One of the things that he saw was that... Uh, we passed the ball a bit too much at the back can be a bit more direct. Mm-hmm. My God, see last night, Joe Hart, Joe Hart, George, yeah. it's so boring and it's not working. I think I, I don't think Paul's alone in these thoughts with, with Celtic supporters and that, that's where the concern is. And um, I think when you've got uh, Celtic playing really well, I mean, Celtic's two best results of the season have been against Rangers. They've gone to Ibrox and won and they beat them 2-1, um, you know, in the, the new year there. Uh, difficult games. I thought Celtic played well in both games, defended well at Ibrox. I thought were were good and made chances uh, against Rangers when they won 2-1. You need Callum McGregor firing on all cylinders. You need uh, O'Reilly, who's maybe dropped off in the last number of weeks, maybe the last month or so. I mean, for a few months at the start of the season, he looked outstanding. The Champions League games, he was... He was a different player. This was the reason that you were reading about clubs like Atletico Madrid being interested in him. So Celtic have got the ability to play a lot better. Up front, um, Kyogo is not getting the service that he's looking for. He's maybe a bit off form himself. And you've now got another option. Uh, You've got Adam Ida coming in. He scored two goals last night, but I, I think there's... well. When I listened to the praise given to him by Brendan Rodgers, I thought this guy must be really outstanding. Uh, he, he, he looked rusty last night. He looked like a guy who's not played a lot of football. And again, I, I absolutely commend him for the handling the pressure of the penalties. But he needs, in general, he needs to play a lot better inside and outside the box. The Kyogo one's an interesting one for me because he was clearly an Ange Postecoglou player, signing, loved by him one of the first yeah. ones that he wanted mm. to bring to the club hit the ground running lit up the Scottish game mm. now you've got a striker not performing at the same levels not scoring the same level of goals not getting the same amount of opportunities binned for the team watches another striker that's just come in in the January window score goals 
doesn't have the same consistency, i.e. players like Hitati in and around him, making him better, providing service. I don't know. I, I think you lose him because I think he looks like that type of player that he's a confidence player. He needs a manager that loves him, that puts the arm around the shoulder, that G's him up, that tells him how good he can be. And I know if you're a Celtic player, maybe that shouldn't that shouldn't be the case. Maybe you, you need to offer a wee bit more than that. But I just think personality-wise, when you look at how he plays and, and the way that he plays the game, I don't think you get a response out of Kyogo by binning him last night. I just don't see it. And I think he's a big player to, to lose mm, and not be continuing to make better. <clears throat> I wonder where Celtic are going with their strongest eleven now. It looks as though Adam either will will get um, he'll get the starting spot um, think, yeah. in the mm-hmm. in the cup mm-hmm. tie, and I think Celtic's next game is at home mm-hmm. against Kilmarnock. You would expect them to play then. I know that they played together last night. You know when Celtic made a number of changes mm-hmm. and they were both on the pitch at the same time. But just in general, the way Celtic play, the way Brendan Rodgers likes to mm-hmm. set them up, it's one main striker and it's two wide. And you're not getting that same amount of goals from the wider players that that was so evident uh, last season. So there's a lot of work to be done about this Celtic team, just in general playing a lot better, converting more chances, creating more chances, and just in general entertaining the supporters. Transition season, but can they win it? Paul, before we go to the break, uh, Anthony Rawson put in a tackle which probably well did led to that goal at the end the penalty and you got an intensity and an application from him and an urgency that maybe was missing from some players well, can I just say another thing that really got in my nerves as well who's the one player that scored any important goal for Celtic this season Kyogo Kyogo and he drops him yeah you would the, the big fella the, the big fella his name yeah Ida uh, right. yeah sure Ida yeah would you not play? Would you not play him along with Kyogo to give him? A, he, he was holding the ball up. Even why? What's he doing, Dropman? I don't get it. I just he's getting right under my skin. I think you hit the nail on the head, Paul. I think it's flat. It is the word, and that's probably the best way to sum it up. Because results that have been there, they've picked up three points in more than enough occasions. But it's just the performance levels have gone from a level of expectation last season with a clear identity and understanding the opportunities created and now there's there's just none of that there 0808 17 17 700 thanks Paul The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property get in touch with the team and they'll offer expert advice on effectively presenting your property Let's go Listen thanks for making the switch it's the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property tonight with uh, Leanne Crichton who's with us from Motherwell's team you're not from Motherwell originally of course <laughs> but your current team 72 Scotland caps as well get it right at last and formerly of course were quite a number of teams but uh, Motherwell lost out last night Leanne. last night yeah yep. Celtic in the, the league yep. last night uh, we were at home but a, a good performance I would need to say up against a, a strong Celtic side as we know that the gulf in terms of budget and resources I don't need to rumble on about it but <laughs> I think in those games you just look for the players to, to give as much as they can and get as close to them as they possibly can which they did disappointed to concede from a, a set play in the first half from a corner and then Celtic added um, the second late on I think it was around about 84-85 minutes but we had a good number of chances ourselves and bitterly disappointed that we, we couldn't take something from the game Rangers beating Hearts 1-0 it's quite tight yeah yep. a tight game yeah as you would expect you know Hearts a, a, a side on the up as well a lot of investment, a lot of improvements being made at the club. 
but Rangers are, are pretty rock solid just now. Performances and, and results this season have been exceptional. And Glasgow City 6, Hamilton nil, resounding victory there. Yeah, as you would expect. You know, yeah. I think that's yeah. for for Glasgow City is an opportunity last night to go and try and claw back some of the the goal difference that they um, find themselves with. It. I, you know, with Rangers and Celtic in front of them. But yeah, I don't think there was any doubt over that result last night. How many red cards have you had in your career? I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going to ask you as well, Andy. Just the one, I think. Just the one. Just yeah. The one. What game yeah. was it? Years really early on, I think yeah. it was maybe about 19 right, um, okay. against Newborough, I think it was. Um, uh, it was a bit naughty, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> I learnt my lesson quickly after that. Andy, what about you? None. None. Yeah. None. Never suspended. Right, never. No. I always knew the threshold, I always knew what yeah. I could get away with. You could get away with more yeah, uh, sure. when I played, but uh, no, never a red card. Uh, didn't even get close to it. So we all know I red, don't think. Yeah, red cards, yellow cards, and of course IFAB now, I don't know if you've seen the proposal today, they want to introduce blue cards. So this is for cynical fouls and dissent. It's been talked about for a few days and they're going to trial it now, Andy, and it could come into the game here. So it'd be a blue card you get and you'd be sent to, what, a sin bin for 10 minutes? Yeah. I think it's going to be awful. Nonsense. Uh, I think it's a piece of nonsense and I wish they would just leave... Why? Our game alone. Um, the laws of the game already allow for action to be taken mm. against cynical fouls, against dissent, and, and there is no need to... Well, who are you punishing here? You're, you're punishing the spectator yep. as well as, uh, you know, the team for, for 10 minutes. And who who's going to judge what is a yeah. cynical foul, what is dissent? Can you say anything to a referee? Can you question anything? Or would they just show you a, a blue card? It would cause carnage in a way that we've seen with VAR up here. I mean, the, look at the penalties last week. The one that Hearts got at Dundee. I mean, just scandalous. Uh, the one that, who was the other one? The one that St Mirren got at Easter Road. Scandalous. It's uh, So blue cards for me would absolutely not work. You're giving it the red card. Leanne, you too? The same. Yeah. Leave the game alone. But they won't. It's a multi-million pound industry that surpasses expectation. I think if we go back decades to where it was and and how it constantly evolves and the way the game is and how much that people put into the game as well to make it what it is. And I talk about the players and the staff and there's nothing wrong with football. We've, We've had to adapt and evolve with things like VAR over the last number of years. And, and even that now, a lot of us are, are regretting. The blue card is just, yep. as Andy says, where do you draw the line? What Again, it's subjective decisions. So we're just yep. giving more responsibility, more scrutiny to the officials, making it less about the players, less about the spectators, less about the product on mm. the pitch. Just let the game be. You'll get to the stage where players won't be allowed to, to shout or swear mm. because that will be some form of dissent. You can't get rid of your frustration. Yeah. Because it's, Take the emotion out of the game completely. Uh, and you, you're, everyone is desperate for every player. Show us how much you care. Yeah. You know, get, give us everything you've got, but don't show any emotion. Don't shout, don't swear, don't speak to the referee, or you'll be sent off for and 10 it's minutes. Also, Nonsense. It feels like there's, there's no margin for error at all. And it even feels like that just now. And, and we could look at some of the VAR decisions over the last two days. That there's, you know, split second decisions that players are a fraction off they don't intentionally go to be a fraction off it at times in the game it happens it happens so quickly it's a a high intense environment 
But we're just going to keep punishing players, you know, so, there, so there's no room. So then the players don't want to be brave, they don't want to tackle, they don't want to run with high energy. I just think it's crazy. I don't understand who benefits. I don't know who's behind no. this. I just see more and more the VAR room will get bigger. There'll be more people there. And listen, if you can paid to operate VAR, if you're one of the, is it three people, Leanne, who yeah. are on it normally, then you do want to earn your wages. But you told us, Andy, right at the beginning, because you were told you went along to the demonstration, it'd be light touch and it would be in crucial yeah. moments. It would be a light touch. And look at it's the game not, last night. Yeah. I mean, Nick I Walsh, yeah. Nick Walsh gave a penalty for the incident with the, the clash of heads. Yeah. I don't think that's an outrageous decision. So no no need for VAR to get involved and the penalty's given. That's fine. Yeah. It's controversial, but it's fine. The one the the penalty with the last kick of the ball, yeah. he, he could not have been in a better position to see that Nick Walsh. And he didn't give a penalty mm. and yet VAR got involved and it's just a different opinion. Mm. Had he not given a penalty, no one would be up up in arms this morning about Oh my God, did you see that penalty that Celtic didn't get last night? No one would have spoken about that. And if I was Hibbs, I would appeal that uh, yellow card. That is not a dive. That is not a dive. There was clear contact the there. He's, if you don't want to give a mm-hmm. penalty, it's absolutely sure. fine. Because again, it's a decision of the on-field referee. But I saw something similar a few weeks ago at uh, Tynecastle when Alan Forrest was going through, round the goalkeeper and he was given a yellow card. It, it, it was a penalty. And you saw the replay. I'm looking at the replay at the time, and I'm thinking, why are VAR not getting involved here and telling the referees absolutely missed something crucial? But they didn't. You just, what what are they looking at sometimes? Mm. It's just bizarre. The Martin Boyle one, I, I don't think he does himself any favours right enough last night because there is contact, but he actually adds a dive on to the end of it, whereas the Alan Forrest one... Well, you, you would need you would need the definition of a dive. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, well, I think the fact that... It, for me, it, looked, it went up to come back down again, but I agree yeah. that it, for me it's not a yellow card because there's contact there. What you would assume not that, Nick, that's, what you would assume that Nick Walsh has mm. seen, he thinks there's been no contact at Leanne, all. That's the only he, reason why he would give a yellow card. Leanne, had he give? Had he given the penalty, I've got no problem no. with it. He's not given the penalty. Again, I've got no problem yeah. with it. You give uh, the authority to the on-field referee, but it's never a yellow card. What did you think about the Celtic penalties? The first one was a penalty. He was wasn't reckless. He was careless. No, he gets wasn't it he? wrong, and again, yeah. I see it's, yeah. it's you know small margins in terms of you know the game and, and how it's played. He's gone to win the ball. The ball's gone, and he, you know he, he cements yeah. the player really dangerous in terms hope. of the contact you hope Alistair Johnson is okay um, first and foremost no arguments you know mm. because I think at that point when you don't win the ball and there's that amount of contact um, you're up against it mm. as, as the defensive player so that's fine and the second one again similar to Andy if it hadn't been given I don't think we would be debating it I think perhaps the fact that um, Kyogo it, it was wasn't it he yeah. goes to ground mm. and I I don't John Yule, wasn't it? Come in. Looking at a lot of players around yeah. it, I don't think there's many claims. You know, I've only watched it once in terms of the highlights last night, but I don't think there was a huge mm. claim. And that often tells you what you need to know is that the players around it didn't even think it was, you know, a clear and obvious penalty. Wasn't it clear it was inside the penalty area for a start as well? I don't think you had to slow it down and, and make yeah. sure it was it was on the line so it's inside it was. the box. Yeah. Um, but but, but again, you, you then have to ask yourself are, are our best referees, if Nick Walsh is our mm. top referee, yeah. So he's actually getting that wrong. How many are they getting wrong when VAR is intervening in the in the way they are? It's um, 
Uh, listen, I I thought I was going to buy into it, but it is. You did. I'll say yeah, it again. Yeah. It is not what we were sold. It was going to be a light touch. Mm. It was going to be a clear and obvious error. And what we are getting is just a different opinion. Even the James Bolton one. Yeah. Sorry, for St Mirren yeah, one yeah, last sure. night as well. Yeah. Straight red card. Mm. You know, <laughs> he's he's dipped his toe. He's went in. He, there's no studs up. There's no Sorry. endangering the opponent. Um, which I. You know, if you're going to say he probably deserved a yellow, he's going to walk yeah. anyway. But the reality is, he's been shown sure. a straight red card, yeah. which has implications you know, for which him. The referee's yeah. gone and looked He'll at miss more games. Yeah, of misses more yeah. games. Yeah, it's tough. I see Rangers have launched. They have launched an appeal against Dujon Sterling's red card the other night against Aberdeen, and they'll be making their case at a fast track appearance today. So we're looking out for that to see I what the verdict is. Do you know? I why did you think? You... I just the force and the intent. I don't think he's he's got a. He'll stand okay. a chance. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, and I know he, he kind of slips as he comes through the challenge, but the fact that he kind of catches the opposite foot as well for where the ball is, I don't think he'll win it. It's wor- I think it's worth an appeal, but I, I always think they are so determined not to put VAR in a, in a poor light and they'll stand by uh, a decision like that. But um, you should never have clubs going to uh, you know this retrospective action we, we've got a referee on the field of play and we've got a number of individuals on a VAR and the amount of times that they get it wrong, wrong is truly astonishing also players I don't think know what is a, a yellow and a red card now mm-hmm. because a lot of the guidelines that we follow and, and you know I'm across it most yeah. Saturdays in terms of VAR the point of contact if it's on the foot generally it's a yellow card yeah anything, you know, ankle and above, you're borderline looking at red. That's what it was. So for Sterling, it was on the foot. So again, you could look at that and think that ticks boxes for it to be yellow. But again, you're then looking at, as I say, the force, the intent, the endangering the opponent, etc. I just, there's something tells me that they'll stand by this decision. Good news is Scotland fans can take bagpipes to Euro 2024. <laughs> Do you know anyone who's taking packed. bagpipes there? Uh, James here will be going. James, take your bagpipes. All instruments must be registered with the SFA. So another serious story today. Rangers and five other premiership clubs have mounted a stinging attack on the SPFL chairman, Murdoch McLennan, and the SPFL itself. Rangers have been joined by Aberdeen, St. Johnson, St. Mirren, Motherwell and Livingston, voicing quotes serious concerns in a joint statement today they said on behalf of SPFL Premiership Clubs Aberdeen Motherwell Livingston Rangers St Johnson and St Mirren a letter was issued to the SPFL executive in response to the handling of the recent independent governance report now we haven't seen the report yet but I think they're unhappy that the chair commented on it I believe beforehand but um don't know enough about Andy. Do we know we're in the dark? We've not seen no, it. You've got yeah. h- half a dozen clubs in yeah. the top flight who are unhappy with the governance. I think that's a, a serious issue. What about the other half dozen? Well, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. How do yeah. they, how do they mm. feel? Leanne, it's been for a while. You know the cinch thing with Rangers mm. went on, and then um, Rangers were vindicated. Um, but it's a, I, I don't we, we don't know what's in the government report. The SPFL are the clubs. Indeed, Indeed, of course. I mean, normally you get the SFA who would, you know, govern Scottish football and show leadership and discipline and whatever, but... Steady, um, steady. 
Leanne, I suppose without knowing no, what's in sure. that report and, and what the, the clubs are, are really unhappy about, um, it's hard to, to gauge you know, a full yeah. understanding about it, but it'd be interesting to know what the other half of clubs really do think. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Unlock your potential and join the team recruiting real estate agents. Call 0141-374-0409. Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Andy Walker. Leanne Crichton we're with Go Green Property tomorrow night in the programme Peter Grant will be here along with Barry Ferguson Barry will be back along with Peter tomorrow he's excellent they both are aren't they? <laughs> it's not even funny let's uh, continue we're talking there about IFAB want to introduce blue cards Liam's on saying look in Scotland are there going to be green cards as well <laughs> a tartan card maybe we might have to change up to here. change it I yeah. think it would divide opinion wouldn't it <laughs> certainly right. would well can you imagine the referees get even more pelters won't they if a blue card Andy you'll honestly I mean I, I would no, I'm not going no. to go there. No, don't go there. That's <laughs> right. You'll be, you'll be a headline in a I'll few be moments. More trouble. Right, here's a bit more from the manager, Brendan Rogers. Celtic winning 2 1 last night. It's Joy Rogers, the saying the back page of the paper. Celtic go on to 61 points. Rangers on 58. Rangers now with a game again in hand. And Celtic, two points to, sorry, two goals to the good. Here is the manager after he was asked about the double scorer, two penalties. What did you think of Adam Eder? Yeah, yeah, but with two. I think you look at his history, he scored, you know, he scored penalties at the highest level. You know, for the Republic of Ireland, and uh, so there's no doubt in, in Adam's his quality. And um, as Edna, his his mindset is to come here and do very, very well, and it's a great start for him. I'll tell you, Leanne, he can take a penalty though, or is that unfair just to judge him in two two penalties? Well, he did well yeah. at big moments as well. I think the the second one even more so at that stage of the game, knowing how important it was. Knowing that you've been given that starting jersey last night as well, I'm sure he took immense pride mm. in that opportunity. I think confidence-wise, it gets you up and running. It gets the fans on board early doors as well. Um, and there was no, you know, there was no doubt that he was scoring really clinical, really confident, um, and well executed. It sure was. Andy, let's hear a bit more from the manager about his team. With 14 games to go. Uh, it's important, especially you come away from home. And you respond after drawing at the weekend, a game that we, we should have won. But and tonight we come to to Hibs and and, and Hibs made us fight all the way. And but uh, but we showed a strong mentality uh, to find the winner. Any pluses for Celtic apart from the three points? Thinking of the performance last night. No, the the I think the headline is they rode their luck. Mm-hmm. They gave away far too many chances. Mm-hmm. Hibs were wasteful. Hibs should have scored. I think at least two, probably three goals. Um, and for Celtic to give away that number of clear cut chances, that that's the worry. And of course, they get out of jail. And uh, all credit to anyone who takes on the pressure of uh, you know taking a penalty and, and making it count. Especially the the second one. It's not easy to to score two in the one game. Um, I think you saw that a couple of weeks ago with Palma. Yeah, he two right. in the one yeah. game. One the first one retaken. He went to the same spot, and uh, the referee, uh, the goalkeeper, kept it out. So. And yeah, he's, got, the, sorry, he's, he's sorry. got all the points for them. Scotland to face uh, Croatia, Portugal and Poland in Nations League Group A1. Sorry to jump in there. That's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Croatia, brilliant. Yeah. Portugal, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. We've been we've been to Poland before. We've done the, yeah. we've, we've done the Croatia thing before, haven't we? The Euros, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So, great uh, travel for the Scotland fans. And Portugal, always a, a great place to go to as well, isn't it, Leanne? 
Yeah, it looks like yeah. a good draw. Yeah. Yep. I think Scotland will be happy with that. Some good games, some good challenges, no doubt. Um, hard to believe that the, the Nations League is coming around again. But it's you know, it's another bit of the game that's been added now, isn't it, in recent years that we've we've grown accustomed to, we've benefited from certainly as Scotland fans and as a nation. Um and it's a draw that we can look forward to. I see England have got the Republic of Ireland along with Finland and Greece. So just pairing up some of them there could be Adam Ida up against Harry Kane. Correct. I mean not directly, but yeah, the two to strikers what will the situation be there and of course for Rangers Jack Butland is definitely on the radar for a return to the England squad says the three lines goalkeeping coach Martin Marketson so I was just looking back and when he did play for England we've talked about him many times and it would be brilliant wouldn't it to see a keeper in Scotland playing for England yeah, it's tough. I mean, I I was doing a Newcastle game at the weekend. Bumped into Chris oh. Woods. Oh yeah, Chris of course. Woods, and he, of, what he of course is um, part of the yeah. Scotland mm. setup. But no, I was just speaking about um, football, and uh, I think it's really tough to be recognised as uh, any whether you're playing for Celtic or Rangers and you're representing uh, England. There is very few. Pe- there are very few people in England who rate. The, the standard of opposition that, that Celtic and Rangers will come up against. And I, I can remember Alan Thompson playing out of his skin, really struggled to get uh, a, a cap. Chris Sutton was playing out of his skin, really struggled uh, to get a cap. And um, yeah, good luck to him. I mean, he's having a, an outstanding season. He certainly already won Rangers a number of points. And I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll do that again between now and the end of the season. I think the fact that Rangers remain in Europe as well um, at the turn of the year will certainly help him. It keeps him in that shop window. Um, it shows that the performance levels against, if you like, better opposition and, and higher quality opposition than perhaps a lot of people down south might view the Scottish game. So for Jack Butland, I think he just needs to keep doing what he's doing and, and the rest will take care of itself. Looking at last night, looking at the league table, so Celtic are now on 61 points after 25 games. We're getting deep into the season now. Rangers after 24 on 58 points. Hearts on 48 after that win last night. And Leanne, what about Kilmarnock? I, I mean, I don't think it was pretty to watch. I know um, Derek McInnes said afterwards he's not one that you want to sit and watch all of it but they got the points and they're now in 36 points I see Marley Watkins and it was Van Veen who got the assist Yeah they've put together some really good performances really good results and they probably should have more points Mm. on the board as well a couple of games have been across and you know, they've been two goals up and it's finished a 2-2 draw. They've lost late on. Um, real frustration for Derek McInnes. But the performances, I think, just the consistency, the signing of, of Kevin Van Veen is brilliant. We spoke about that last week. Um, it's a really good one to get over the line at this stage of the season. And for them, they look like they're, they're going to be that top six side that Derek McInnes was so desperate to prove that they could be and to convince his players that they could be. I think the top five are pretty secure and then you've yeah. got any one... I mean, you wonder whether Aberdeen will make a run under uh, yeah. their, their new manager, Neil Warnock, but Motherwell were really good the other night. I know they yeah. played more games than most. Uh, Hibs were excellent last night but couldn't get any points. And, you know, the fact that there's only, what, two points between Dundee and sixth and uh, St Johnson in 10th it tells you that it could be any one of those sides to get the, the last spot and Andy how about St Mirren another win last night so two in a row and I know they had a tough uh, December January after a great start to the season man drawn and Olisanya scoring 
right at the yeah. end last night getting back yeah. to winning ways just absolutely crucial for St Mirren and they can look forward to the cup tie against uh, Celtic for yeah. uh, you know the last mm. time they played they were they were pretty much out of the game in the in the first half lost early goals and uh, it should be a good cup tie that one St Mirren what are you thinking? I think they'll embrace the, the challenge mm. this weekend I'm sure they'll be really looking forward to it the fact they're at home as well um, I think when you go and play Celtic Rangers it's always a, a different you know, proposition going to Celtic Park or Ibrox. I think the fact of the home side, it's a cup game. They've turned a corner again. Formies are scoring goals. Are keeping clean sheets. They look like they've they've got that bit of fire back in their bellies that they had early on in the season. They look again comfortable in that top half of the table. Um, I think it'll be a really tasty cup tie this weekend, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. do you agree with Andy? We'll talk about the cup ties in the next hour mm. at 35 points they look looks oh, good definitely. for Simeon, doesn't yeah, it looks yeah. good. I th- the only debate I think is, is that final position as Andy said mm. and it's going to be really tight you know when you look at the teams that, that can certainly get there even Motherwell could make a, a late push um, whether Dundee can get there whether Aberdeen can put a, a run together under Neil Warner again Andy mentioned it only time will tell but I think it'll go right down to the wire to see who does get that final spot Andy a few people were on the other night saying it's a strange appointment Neil Warnock I know Sky love it and you know the yeah. national media the English media because he's so well known down there but he'd never managed in Scotland he's 75 I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm far from being ageist um, far from it but I, I'm, I don't quite get it I really don't he's got his own style as you say he's full of, full of sound bites he's full of uh, criticism of referees he's full of criticism of players he's got He's got a good use of the industrial uh, language. But uh, I'm looking forward to going up Wednesday. I'm going to Aberdeen Motherwell. And that's a game they need to win. I mean, you do wonder if he does take them on the type of run that would see them. Could they catch hearts? I really yeah. can't see it in the, in the what, 13 games that we've we've got left. But to get fourth even, mm-hmm. just to get a, um, a European spot. And he's, he's already speaking about the potential of winning a cup, yep. which mm-hmm. I think every supporter wants to hear. We're, we're, we're sure. confident. It's, it's our best chance of success. We can win a cup. I mean, they will undoubtedly beat Bonnie Rig Rose at the weekend at uh, Pataudry. But uh, it'll be interesting to see the impact that he has because he's got, you know, he's got no yeah. chance mm-hmm. to, to make any signings. And then if he does do really well, do they keep him for another year? It's uh, I don't know. As you say, the plan for the longer term, who, what, what are Aberdeen yeah. thinking of? Because the owners up in the north, you know, Roy McGregor, yet again having to shell out a manager in, manager out. And Dave Cormack spent a fortune. This is the fourth manager coming in. I'm, I'm not counting Warnock, that's yeah. short term. But I mean, they do plough fortunes into these clubs. I mean, they love it. But my goodness, they, they've got a few things wrong, haven't they? Aberdeen could and, and should be establishing themselves as the third yeah. best team in Scotland. Mm. They should be pushing to at some point split the old firm but the appointment of Neil Warnock for me even listening to him you know I, I agree he's full of sound bites he actually just sounds like a tourist here just now <laughs> yeah. you know and he, he, sure. even a lot of his comments it was something he said about Miofsky, Um, you know the media asking him about him and, and the fact he remained at the club and whatnot. And he's saying, you know, at some point they'll they'll get a lot of money for him. Mm-hmm. I think they are the club that you're actually managing yes. just yeah. now, mm-hmm. and a club that a lot of managers would love to manage because it's a fantastic club yeah. and a huge opportunity. And the resources are there, the finances are there, the playing squads there. But they will, me, they will sell them. They will sell them. Oh, sure. Oh, they will. They yeah. will. But it was it was yeah. more Take just the point. language and the yeah. terminology. Sure. You know that he, he's yeah. almost not speaking like the Aberdeen manager. Mm. He's speaking as as an outsider looking in, which I know he's he's only been here a number of days, but. Yeah. Yeah. A strange appointment. 
I agree with you. Because they're, they're not yeah. going to get relegated, Aberdeen. No, exactly. They're so, probably not going to get third spot. That's gone. For me, that's gone. So what what is the, the what is the point of this appointment? Could even, you not get somebody else in, sorry and, Andy, I mean, and it's give even them eleven points behind fourth spot? Yeah. The news is next, then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property, offering expert advice on preparing your home for the market. Let's go! When it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market at Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Call 0808 17 17 700. Let's go! Hour two of the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. We're with Leanne Crichton and also Andy Walker. We gave you the news of Scotland's... We're looking forward to, aren't we, the, the Nations League? I'm not going to ask you when all the games will be. It's hard to keep up. We know we're going to Germany in the summer... Andy, what? Any you? You got some plans? You 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 got some plans for? I've got plans to watch Europe. it. I might be in Spain watching it, right. and that oh. will be great. But uh, yeah, playing Croatia and Portugal and Poland. I mean, that's just the benefit of getting promotion, playing so well, and the the level of competition is uh, tremendous. I think the fans will love it. Leanne, can he wait? Yeah, for the summer. Indeed, oh, it's yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah, really looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to come round quickly as well. I think. It always feels once we get through that January, February period and, and the winter months are behind us and then the season, we've spoken about 14 games until the end of the season, it's going to come thick and fast uh, and the countdown is absolutely on and, and you've just announced the best news for a lot of the, the Tartan armies about the bagpipes, the bagpipes tonight yeah. that they can take into the stadium so there'll be a few are we outsourcing bigger suitcases and, and bags to take with them no doubt but it's going to be an epic summer looking forward to it how are you keeping countdowns on till March the 17th or thereabouts really good, for the yeah, baby they're about yeah. just coming up five weeks now so yep. feeling good yep all good keeping active keeping ah, busy yeah. um, oh you'll know all about it yeah <laughs> And he's obsessed, of course, with his own in, in the right way with his wee yeah. granddaughter. So yeah. nothing like it. Although as a grandparent, you can hand them back. Yes, it's yeah. great. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. Leanne, yeah. Leanne is uh, ready for the, the most wonderful yeah. experience you, you'll ever have. It's great. Yeah. It will be. Yep, fantastic. Off to football training tonight. Leo's training uh, Cope Bridge and Noah in Blantyre. It's just so many boys and girls training. I mean, nights like this, yep. but they don't care, do they? It's let's go, let's train. It's brilliant for them. Oh, that's it. Wrap up, yep. get the layers on and, and just go and play. Um, oh, there's so many clubs and, and teams now. It's incredible. Every facility that you you go to, even you know, as Motherwell when we're training mm. with them, we're at K Park, we're at Ravenscraig just constantly the pitch is just flooded with kids um, brilliant to see and not the kids don't mind the, the cold yeah. I just wish us as adults didn't feel the, the cold absolutely. as much as the kids because today it's been absolutely yep. Baltic <laughs> they played in the pitch the other week that you've played on down at Strathclyde Park the one at the Bothwell end oh yeah yep. Bothwell Hall yeah yep. it's a pretty good pitch yeah it's okay yeah, yeah the Caledonia Braves yep. play down That's there right. yep. Yep. in the, the Lowland League 
Um, no, it's a, it's a facility I think that could be better as well, you know, because it's in the, a lot of people don't know it exists in the heart of Strathclyde Park um, and there's room for development there as well. Um, but no, again, one of those pitches that's just jam-packed constantly. We, we used to train there with Mother on uh, on occasion, go to Strathclyde Park right. and a yeah. lot, lot of pre-season stuff there, yeah. you know, around the, around the water, the lake, you had yep. to come in a certain time, it was but great memories. Listen, the facilities, North Lanarkshire kept them open, lots of them that were under threat, and I just hope all the local authorities can keep them open. The libraries as well. It's so important for young people, older people, to have something to do. Honestly, the isolation's a bit... I was in Dundee yesterday. Isolation's a big problem for, you know, older people. And for the young ones, I mean, the idea that we would lose libraries... Uh, as well as sports facilities, it's not right. It's a huge issue, it? Paul, you're right. Yeah. And also for a lot of the governing bodies yeah. as well, and being across that and Marianne and her role at Box in Scotland yeah. as well, they're under so many you know, targets every year to increase participation, to get young people involved, mm-hmm. which then impacts the funding that they get in terms of the government funding, whether it comes from Sports Scotland, etc., etc., and they cannot achieve that if we continue to close down facilities. It just makes it nigh on impossible for those targets to be met. So it's almost they give with one hand and they take with the other. Yeah. But for young people to be active, to focus on their mental health, yeah. to have that outlet, to, to have affordability as well, yeah. is vital. And also their health, because it's the best way for any of yes, us to go out and have exercise. Otherwise, you'll sit in. We all like a bit of chocolate. Yeah. Let's get active. And you've got a million people, uh, male and female, who just want to be yeah. uh, volunteers. They want That's to true. give yeah. all yeah. these people their, their time. And they want, as you say, talking about their just feeling good about yourself, mm. being part of a team, uh, winning, losing, being together. Mm. And as you say, just great for your, your fitness and your well-being. The coaches are amazing, aren't they? You know, Great. I know they get a lot of stick and all that. And yeah. try not to think you're Pep Guardiola or yeah, yeah. Philip Clement or Brendan Rogers, but most of them are brilliant with the, yeah. the kids, the boys and the girls. Fantastic. And yeah. without them, and, and uh, more yeah, importantly, the volunteers. And a yes. lot of people, by the way, that are working in voluntary positions are people that have had to self-fund coaching badges, yeah. you know, and get through various different courses and they're still doing it for free because they love the sport, they love the investment and they love the output and the smiles that you see on those young people's faces. So, um, not your spot on, Paul. We have to keep as many of those facilities open and available as we possibly can. Scottish Cup this weekend. Tomorrow night kicks off Morton against Motherwell. That's a great game at the tail of the bank. Uh, Leanne, you're smiling. I take it you're going there. And then Saturday, three o'clock, Aberdeen against Darville. No, that was last year. <laughs> against Bonnie Rig Rose. Inverness, Cali Thistle, of course, uh, cup finalist last season against Hibernian. At this point, oh, I think I'm on doing the, what they yeah. won it in nine, uh, 2016. Kelly, who won it in what, 1997? Yeah, well done. Yeah. Against Cove Rangers. Partick Thistle, where they won the League Cup in 71 against Livingston. Wish I hadn't started this. And Rangers, <laughs> who won it in 2022 against Air United. So that's Clement versus Brown. That's why you're presenting the show, <laughs> Paul, isn't it? Um, I am no Richard Gordon. Few Gordon, I know faces that. just I, looking I, back at you. <laughs> and St Mirren who won it of course uh, 87 it was wasn't it Ian Ferguson yeah. uh, up against Celtic who are the holders and Airdrie who got to the final in 1995 Andy were you playing did you just miss that one up against the Hares and the Hearts of course won it went to that game well. with my dad I think yeah. one of the first times I'd been at Hamden 75 Billy's last game Billy McNeil's last game it was indeed that's yeah. right I remember afterwards he we then said that was after. my last game I yeah. remember I think yeah. not long after it he maybe yeah. regretted it did he yeah uh, he maybe just felt it was he, he had something more to give but um, yeah that'll be a good one as well Air, yeah. Airdrie and the Hearts it certainly will be what about Morton against 
Vince Motherwell, Leanne, tomorrow night. Your eyes lit up. Oh, I it's going to be a going. cracker. Yep. Well, my eyes lit up because I was a late replacement for James McFadden. I wasn't supposed to be across the uh-huh. game um, and I've been subbed in. So really looking forward to it. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. I think the job that Doug Emery has managed to do at Morton, I think they're unbeaten 13 games there or thereabouts. Fantastic run of form. 5-0 against Infermline. You know, adding goals to their performances, a real confidence. And then Motherwell go and get that result midweek as well, which they... It's been a long time coming. Let's just say that in, in, in terms of the goals uh, and the amount of goals scored, the amount of attacking opportunities that they've created. But they'll go to Capolo. It'll be a tough test. Do Emery will have his, his Morton players ready for it. They'll embrace it. And I think it's one of those ties that could go all the way. Um, I think Motherwell will edge it but I think you could could see a really close encounter between the I, two sides I think the one guy who might dominate the game would be Blair Spittle I watched them the other night I mean one of the goals of the season maybe the oh, goal of the season there, Andy, isn't but it? even even just in general has he scored one in the first half that was yeah. good. that was pretty good and yeah. off the post from the left hand side just his passing he's setting up play f- um, for, for other goals he was absolutely terrific so he'll be one to, to watch for Morton how far out was he? 25, 30 yards? Uh, yeah. More than 25, more. maybe uh, just maybe under 30. 20. It was just imagine? a beautiful strike. As the years go on, he'll say, I was 35 yards out. No, I was 40 <laughs> yards out. Yeah, I was it. 70 yards from... It was an absolute peach. It was a cracker. Yeah. He's having a fantastic season. Yeah. Really good season. And the fact that he's adding those goals to his, his game as well now. Um, and they've lost, you know, Slattery as well mm-hmm. from that midfield. Motherwell, they've lost Mika Beareth. Yeah. I spoke about the other week. They've lost players continually throughout the season but he has been um, a stalwart he's been a standout the whole season and Andy's right he could very well have his say tomorrow night and when you think of that run that Motherwell were on I think before the other night Paul it was one win in 18 yeah. although speaking to Motherwell fans before they oh we're unbeaten in the you know in the last five but just in general it was one win in, in the, the last 18 and then you look at them now and you think it's not outrageous to think of them finishing in the top six yep. that last spot yeah. it's it's astonishing the thing um, for me was the performances Andy and I don't know how many games you were across during, few, during yeah, that run and I, I didn't ever feel like the the performances were worthy of the run that they were on I always felt they should have been getting more out of them and I think that's why and the perseverance with Stuart Kettlewell when you look at the amount of managers that have been yeah, <laughs> I've interviewed him a few times after games. The, the one game where he, I think he was really angry, really yeah. annoyed, and upset with his players was when they were at home at Aberdeen. I think they lost four. It was a midweek uh, fixture, night. wasn't yeah. it? I think it and was, they were really yeah. poor. And of course, that was in the middle of that uh, terrible run. And you did think, oh, yeah. can they, can they get yeah. out of this? But thankfully, they have. Yeah, Ollie Shaw is back. Yeah, always from, a different option and it's always okay. good to have option push push your, your teammates on Young Ollie and Dylan have been listening on the way to Livingston they're not listening anymore but Susie is uh, and saying they're really enjoying it and Young Poppy she plays for Busby AFC under 12s and she looks up to you Leanne she doesn't like no she didn't mention that I'm only kidding she's thoroughly enjoying it nothing funny about that she really <laughs> admires you Leanne genuinely so there you are Poppy Playing for the under-12s at Busby. Brilliant. Busby, good club as well. Is it? Yeah, yep. really good club. Good um, youth programme going on there as well, so good to know that they're, they're listening and they're across uh, it. Yeah. Giffnock, my boys, played at Giffnock right? for a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. And again, just another great set-up where you have so many volunteers willing to give up their time on 
every night of the week and uh, most of the time on weekends for games it's the people's sport isn't it I absolutely love it and uh, we all do that's why that's why we do it. Thanks for that, Susie. It's great to know you're tuned in. 0808 17 17 700. Some of the headlines today, as expected, Rangers have launched an appeal against Dujon Sterling's red card against Aberdeen the other night. This is what the manager said afterwards. Yeah, that it's a harsh decision for me because Dujon slipped and he hits the toes of the opponent. So I didn't see until now many, many red cards that you touch uh, opponent at his toes. If I look back, I, I cannot remember one moment. So that's a harsh one, and that makes the, uh, the end of the game more difficult. <laughs> it's also a difficult profession, I know, because we need to do it every day in the training to make decisions. So at the end, the referee decides, and we need to accept it. So the fast track is on today. We'll let you know before seven if we hear it. If not, we'll make it up. No, I'm, I'm joking. Um, Jack Butland has been quoted again. He's on the radar of England. Martin Margotson, who is the goalkeeping coach for England, has said so today. So that's good news there. Rangers went joint top the other night after the 2-1 win against Aberdeen. Huge games. It was a brilliant midweek, wasn't it? Celtic the following night had to do it against Hibs and they did. They didn't make it easy, but it was 2-1 last night as well. It's game on at the top of the table, as we know. And what about Hearts? We talked about um, the best strikers in the country. Is there anyone better Leanne than Lauren Shankland he scored again well Miofsky is certainly giving yeah. him I think a run for his money um, anything you can do I can do better mm-hmm. it feels like it is what's going on with the two players but Lauren Shankland's finish again he makes it look effortless and Andy you've probably got a better appreciation for it than, than me being you as an attacking player but it's the touch it's the finesse it's the composure there's things that Lauren Shanklin does that you cannot teach a footballer the way that he uses his body the way that he rolls a defender that he takes that physical contact he's just a joy to watch uh, I love watching him play the fact that he's taking on the captaincy and he's shown a bit of leadership as well he, he's in the form of his life the variety of goals left foot, right foot he can score spectacular ones he can score goals for himself Um and I think I would put him just slightly ahead of Mioski. Given that Hearts are third in the table, they're in such a, a good run of form. Mioski playing really well in a team that are struggling in the bottom half of the table, but of course he's got his he's got his qualities. He's a very good player. Do you know what I've noticed with both of them? They're loving the football, aren't they? And you can say, well, yeah, Paul, they're scoring goals for fun. But see the smiles on their faces, Lauren Shankland. Yeah. 50th goal for Hearts, wasn't it? Last night. Yeah, yeah, no, fantastic, and they are. But even Miofsky's goal as well, I, I thought was just yeah. class, you know. And it comes with just a ball that is a turnover in this the middle of the, yeah, 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 the yeah, turnover yeah. middle of the pitch. And yeah. but he's so quick, he's mm-hmm. so alert, he's always in the front foot, and he's his strength and his ability just sure. to pin Connor Golson one arm across the chest, pinned him, held him off. Still had the awareness to see Jack Butland coming out and just lifts it beyond him real quality um, the two strikers just now bang on form and, and the fact that both of them have managed goals against Celtic and Rangers yeah. I think yeah. it shows you that even against the, the better sides they're more than capable of making their mark you couldn't make it up in some ways with Mayofsky at the weekend you know Aberdeen it was what 0-0 still at half time but Celtic they hadn't been in the Celtic box and in the second yeah. half Mayofsky and he shrugs off Navroski he scored a brilliant goal yeah. against Rangers at uh, yeah. Pataudry as well yeah, which was right. maybe yeah. quite similar mm. you know passing it away into that, that same corner but uh, so he's, got, they, he's oh, got great ability. So why are they not in Glasgow? You know, we're at Glasgow Station, so I'm being slightly myopic here. Why are they not? Why are they not both at Glasgow? 
Rangers with Shankland and Mousegate Celtic I can only imagine that both Celtic and Rangers feel as though they are not worth the the fee that Hearts would be looking for it's 40 million if you win the title there's at least 40 million as you know this year yeah but listen they didn't go I, I, I would have I would have expected at least one or yeah. not, mm-hmm. uh, if not both of them to have moved, uh, you know, to, they could play for Celtic Rangers, score goals, uh, in my view. But, you know, you, you look at the, mm-hmm. the recruitment that goes on at both clubs and, you know, I'll take you back to that uh, that quote from Michael Beale when Shankland and Kevin Nisbet were scoring goals for fun. There's, there's no one in the league better than the players I've got That's here. Right. And everyone's entitled to their view, of course, yeah. but yeah. I think you put either of them in a Celtic team or a Rangers team mm. as a starting player, they'll, they'll score goals. Missed opportunity, I think. And I don't know if either side will get an opportunity to, to sign them again. Lauren Shanklin, possibly. I think Mioski remaining in Scotland now is probably gone. Um, I think if he keeps up the form, Neil Warnock has, has tipped him, hasn't he, to go and get 30 goals this season yeah. if he goes and, and he achieves that. And Aberdeen do improve the performances from what we've seen so far. I think he'll go for big money and it'll be out with Scotland. So I, I think it's another one that Rangers and Celtic have, have overlooked. Similarly to Lewis Ferguson, when he was in Scotland, doing what he was doing week in, week out. Fantastic young player, huge prospect. Um, jack of all trades in terms of the midfield position playing him as a defensive holding midfielder being an attacker box to box scoring goals he had absolutely everything and he was completely overlooked and deemed not good enough when you think of the market that Neil Warnock has been in you know you, you can pay excessive fees for what I would consider just average players decent players but you're paying 15-20 million for them in the in the championship you know from, from club to club so you would imagine he would expect, he's already spoken about mm. the fact that, you know, so many teams will be interested in him and he'll go for big bucks and all the rest of it. Um, you just wonder what sort of fee he will command in the end. Because Aberdeen will want to cash in. Of course. And they should and do. so they should. Of yeah. course. Every, Good business. Every club could. Not fancy yeah. being ahead of recruitment when you finally hang up your boots. Because <laughs> yeah. you're talking, I mean, you both are. Yeah. It's. I, I don't know. There's a thing about, you know, Scottish players. I know Majowski's North Macedonian, but he plays here. A great example there yeah. about Lewis Ferguson. But Everyone, Barry, we were all saying, why doesn't he go to Rangers or Celtic? Yeah. Hickey. Yeah. Hickey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Doig. Yeah. We've had really exceptional players uh, recently, and yep. overlooked. Just I think it, we, overlooked. we think the grass is, is literally greener yep. elsewhere, yep. and if you pay more money for a player, you're getting a, a better product. Never, never is that the case. Um, very rarely is that the case. Quick break, and then we're joining Kevin on the line. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Looking to sell property in Glasgow? Call Kayleigh and the team on 0141 Let's go. Let's go on the lines. Kevin, a Celtic fan, is on after Celtic's 2 1 win last night. Kevin, good evening. Good evening, Leanne, Andy, Paul. How are you? Hi, Kev. Yeah, good, thank good, you. Thank you. Hi, Kevin. And you? So, what, what are you thinking? I've been there. <laughs> it's just, uh, listen, see ever since we've come back for you, I, I wish it was still Christmas. And I hate Christmas because it's just too busy with the rains, but I wish it was because that's, that's the last time we played well. But it's just, uh, I, I don't know what is going on. It's, the performances are drab. They're, we seem to be starting half games well. I've got to give the boys credit. First half against Aberdeen, we were brilliant, which they've been out of sight. But then Aberdeen ran out of the tapis, they sent him off. Yeah. 
Hibs much much of the same against Hibs. Yep. And I hope the board. Are, I'm trying to get the board. I, Paul, I've been on this show a lot, and I, I, you know I'm, a, I'm an advocate of the board. I, I praise them for what they've done for the club. Yeah, you're very measured. Yeah. But I hope they're proud of themselves because, and I'm being sarcastic when I say that because this is this is all they're, they're, this is all their fault. They the organize they organize the transfer window. It's all their fault, and maybe Brendan Rodgers partly to blame. But that that that, that squad needed freshened up, needed a fresh a fresh impetus. Some players needed a wee bit of competition, such as Kyogo, etc. And the board didn't do it. They, they were caught sleeping. And honestly, Paul, see that see the minute. 50 well, 50 yeah. 50-50 when I know we'll win this league. So, um, and if we don't win the league, it's the, board, the board's to blame. Absolutely no doubt in my mind, they're to blame. Andy Walker, what would you say? Yeah, Kevin is not alone uh, as a Celtic fan feeling that way. And you always get the the feeling from the Celtic board that they, they just want to be one step ahead of a Rangers. And they probably feel as though they still are because you've got players to come back. But I'll just go back to the, the words of your manager. You need to trust your manager. He's he's um, he's an elite manager. He's been at big clubs. He's done good things before. Uh, granted, the football just now is um, it's not good for the supporters to watch. But he, he was practically screaming for for more quality. And I, I'm just surprised the narrative has changed so much to the fact that you know I'll just I'll just work with what we've got now. Do you think someone will come out, Leanne, Andy, and speak and say, look, we have tried. They're not going to mention who. Here's what's happening with the recruitment because there's so we've got so many messages. We know it and the message boards are full of it. The fans are not happy. Rangers, in contrast, seem a United club and Celtic, which had been for a long time, doesn't seem to be. No, but I think that changes quickly, doesn't it? And yeah. Particularly in the, the west of Scotland, I think it only takes a couple of results or one signing maybe um, and the narrative can, can flip. But Kevin, what's your thoughts when you look at Rangers just now, when you compare squads, even performance-wise, do you think Rangers have got a similar type squad, a better squad? I, would, uh, I personally well, would still say that I think Celtic has got a better squad than Rangers. Listen, I think if you gave... Listen, Leanne, I think, I think if somebody came to you the morning and says, listen, you can have the Rangers job or the Celtic job and you looked at the squads and you wanted to pick one where you wanted to go, you would mm. pick Celtics as the mere experienced squad, proven quality in there. The Rangers have signed boys, but you don't know if they're going to be any good. But the thing is, is that the thing with the Rangers boys is they are, up until a couple of weeks ago, I don't think Rangers were playing particularly well either. We, we, we all yeah. said it before the last Old Firm game, both teams were playing really poor. But I think Rangers are just um, that wee bit more consistent in their performances, whereas Celtic, you're getting half an hour at them or 45 minutes at them, whereas with Rangers, you're kind of maybe getting 70, 80 minutes and the games are kind of done. You look at Hibs last week with the Rangers game the, the, uh, up at Eastern Road, the, the game is finished at half-time. So, uh, but there's no doubt Rangers are, the Rangers players look uh, mentally uh, yeah. in, a, in, a, in a better place. I wouldn't say that the Celtic team are in together. I'm sure that they are. But I just I look at the Celtic team when I see them play. And I think there's some boys in there that need a hand. Some boys in there that look a wee bit lethargic. That they need maybe they need a wee bit of a kick up the bum, and you don't see that really with Rangers at the minute. Um, so 
I, I, I just find it interesting the, the tune that Philip Clement appears to be getting out of the Rangers squad that he has inherited. You know, I know he's brought in a couple of couple of bodies, but find it interesting that the majority of the Celtic fans and 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 I do know it is the case because we spoke about it with the transfer window last week that there was money there and they could have invested. But I think a, a portion of the blame has to be with Brendan Rodgers just now because he's a top manager getting paid a hell of a lot of money to come back to Celtic Football Club, to still have inherited a really good squad, to still have added a couple of players to that as well since he's come in. And, you know, one of the callers that was on earlier, Paul, I think it was, just described the whole season as being really flat. And, and you also echo a lot I, of those thoughts as well. I, definitely. And I think, Leanne, I, I, I think Brendan does take a shoulder a wee bit of the blame, um, I would say. But for, for me, Brendan's biggest mistakes were he... Should have been a lot more uh, stronger mm-hmm. uh, and knocking back the two Korean boys because I, I think they're both useless. Uh, and he agreed to the signings. I think that he had, he should have been more organised in the transfer window as well. So come uh, come October, he used to be saying to the board, right, these are my targets. Where are they? Have you contacted the clubs? Except I don't know what goes on at Celtic Park. I don't know. Yeah. But the fact that they sent Nicholas Coon the 21st of February, uh, 21st of January, I think it was, tells me that the club were way behind. And I know Roger says we had we had players interested, clubs didn't want to do business. But to me. Sounds a wee bit like lip service to me, mm. and um, they better get their act together because this league's got to go to the wire. Yeah. And if we do manage to win the league, they need to. They, 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 it's a massive, massive summer. Yeah, and don't uh, I mean I'm sure Brendan Rogers will happily accept his responsibility for the the lack of uh, entertainment in, in, in his team. Um, but I mean, this is a Celtic board who are extremely sensitive to criticism. Yeah. They'll just they'll just highlight what they've done over the last 10, 12, 15 years and the trophies that they've won. Kevin, hu- sorry, huge game on Saturday. St Mirren, the Cup. You cannot afford to lose it because the League Cup's gone, obviously. What's your team, especially up front? I, mean, I think we know, I mean, the back four, we'll maybe see if Greg Taylor's back. Alistair Johnson, here's what the manager said last night. He didn't know much about the injury. Yeah, it was a nasty one for him. I think he's gone to the hospital, so uh, I'll find out a wee bit more later. Felt tight in his hamstring. So um, we'll have to uh, see that with the medical team tomorrow. Yeah, it was about Johnson. We hope he's well. And Stephen Welsh. Who do you play up front? Uh, for me, Paul, I don't know what Andy Leanne think, but see, for me, I would, I think it's a, a chance for Brendan Rodgers to, to show a wee bit his, um, his, his experience and, and, and totally change the formation and play with the two up top, play with Kyogo um, and Aida up front, and at least show the fans, listen, I'm trying to change something here, because keeping on doing the same thing there and there and there again, I mean. I can't remember the name of the boy they said it was the definition of madness, madness yeah. was it? I can't remember who was it said that but Everyone. to me it's, that's what's yeah. happening at Celtic Park Kevin so I, I would like to see it too as someone who benefited from a partnership um, I, I think it would be really interesting to see not not just for the last whatever that was last night the last 15-20 minutes where Kyogo and Ida played together but yeah, from the the start from the start of a game and a, a different formation and Celtic in midfield are always really strong and I know that you need a bit of service into the box left and right but um, yeah. maybe one up one off uh, I think it could work it, it just remains to be seen how and who, sorry how, and who would be up coach. and who would be off of the two because Kyogo is a box player isn't he yeah but his movement is really good yeah. he tends not to get involved in the, a lot of the build up play. 
but um, I, I don't know what Ida's strengths are because I, I didn't really see them last night. Obviously, he's a he's a pretty good penalty taker, but yeah. uh, I thought his game outside the box just lacked a you know a, a touch, yeah. and I thought the the chance that he had in the second half to go through and have a shot at goal, um, uh, you know, he didn't. I thought he could have could have taken it with his left, but he wanted to come on to his right and lost lost possession. So um, a lot more to come from him, I'm sure. Liam, what would you do? I think it, I think at times changing the formation is an easy win with the fans as well mm. because, like Kevin's saying, at least you see that something different's happening. You're looking to address the issue. I think even personnel-wise, the fact we spoke earlier in the show, Carter Vickers is missing. You don't have the likes of Hitati. Greg Taylor has been out. So you're looking, you know, I don't know what sort of system, Andy, are you changing the back line to go with the two up top? Or is it just a, a, a kind of a tweak to that one-up, yeah. one-off? Are you going at more of a 3-5-2 type system? I don't know with, with wing-backs and whatnot. There's a few variations that you could go with. Um, but I just think it, something needs to change I think to inject a bit of energy back into the fans to get a bit of belief and I know there'll be some Celtic fans sitting tonight probably listening to this thinking no, we're happy we've, we've got this under control our squad's better than Rangers and we'll win the league and we'll be okay but I don't think that's a given um, and I think Brendan Rodgers needs to get more out of the group of players that he's got and I don't think there's many of them who feel that, Leanne. We get you know really good callers really good tr- contributions mm. we don't get many crazy points of view and you heard Kevin's been measured about the board you know and yeah. you said to Tommy who was on the other night Andy you said you sound like a member of the board yeah, um, yeah listen I think they will come in for, for criticism yeah. but um, you certainly won't see them coming out on the pitch and parading their, their balance sheet that is a, that's a, a great <laughs> success they won't do that there'll be more coming out soon the, the, the half year results Kevin you're chuckling there I just yeah. his, his part's pretty good and some days I'll come going to give that. <laughs> Andy, praise from a Celtic fan for you. <laughs> yeah, that's new. Yeah. Kevin, what are your thoughts for the weekend? The St Mirren? Uh, I don't think we'll get through. There. I'm really? just going to go and say it. Really? I don't think we'll get through. I think I think we are falling apart of the teams and I think that Saturday, I think I think on uh, I think this weekend. That is when it's going to really, it's going to really hit home. I fully expect St. Man to, to be honest with the odd goal, the odd goal. Honestly, that's just how I feel. I'm not being Mr. Negative, but it's, it's only a matter of time before before we get beat. We beat, we we, we through the skinnier teeth with Ross County, through we Aberdeen, skinnier teeth with Hibs, and now you're playing a really, you're playing a strong, a strong St. Man side. Mm. If we, if we, I hope we win. But it wouldn't surprise me if we get beat. Mm. Honestly, it just, it just wouldn't surprise it would, me. I'm really well, shocked. It would surprise me, Kevin. I mean, I know the biggest prize and the, the only one you want really is the is the league title. Anything else after that is a bonus. The league cup is gone, of course. But um, I, I would expect Celtic to to go to St Mirren and with the players that they have, uh, and with a player who's desperate to to show even more. I'm talking about Adam Eder. Um, I would expect Celtic to win. I would expect Celtic to win as well, but I can understand where Kevin is coming from. And I, th- I said earlier on, I think for St Mirren, we'll really embrace the challenge at the weekend. Of course, any Scottish Cup game, of, of course you would. But I just think the form they're in just now, they've got a bit of swagger about them. The clean sheets, I think, will give them a, a, a huge incentive. They've got goals, they've got physicality. 
and I think there's bits of that that Celtic just now are lacking because of the players that are missing um, so it will it'll be interesting to see who's fit and available Alistair Johnson as we heard went to hospital um, whether he you know if it's a, any type of concussion he's going to be probably minimum 14 days um, so you might be without him full back areas as we know Greg Taylor without so it will be a really interesting game but I, I, I don't know if for the Celtic support could Brendan Rodgers afford not to progress in the Scottish Cup this weekend do you know how far do you know how far it's fallen a wee bit I was on here at the start of the season and Paul, yep. uh, Paul you probably don't remember right I but I says what, watch, watch this space watch this space when we beat Atletico Madrid at Celtic Park and I wasn't far off it and here I'm on in January saying St Mirren have got to beat us so that's how far we fell. So that also tells you, I do remember you said it, and that was arguably their best 45 minutes. Is it a team that's not getting up for the games against, it's not against Rangers, not against Atletico, not against Lazio? Well, What's it's, happened? It's really unusual for Celtic to drop points uh, against Kilmarnock, against Hearts, yeah. you know, early in the season, St. Johnson, Motherwell, Hibs. Um, Aberdeen at Pataudry. Aberdeen at Pataudry. Aberdeen at Pataudry. You know, that, that's understandable. Well, I'm a bit like Leanne. I always feel as though Aberdeen should be the best yeah, team. I think if you were to get team. through that record, though, Andy, I don't think but it's actually... Celtic's record at Pataudry yeah. is, uh, is terrific. Yeah. In any event, yeah. uh, I, I do get it that there's a, a real lack of conviction amongst the Celtic support now that they can really uh, kick on and, and play is, good football, and that's a worry. Is it a lack of hunger? Are the players, do they listen to yes. anything? Are the management listening? The well, directors? I would, I would look at that uh, group of players and think there's a lot of serial winners in there. I know that uh, a few have come on board this season, but driven on by uh, Callum McGregor, you've got O'Reilly in there, who yeah, sure. he has gone off form, but he's top mm. man. Kyogo has been a, a great goal scorer. Again, he's off the pace. Maybe just the, the style of play, the not as quick as it used to be there's not as many balls into the box or maybe not being effective enough and now I think Celtic are going to turn to Adam Ida and he'll be the focal point of the attack I think so yeah I think he'll get the nod um, this weekend um, I don't know what Kevin your thoughts are on that as well I spoke earlier about Kyogo and, and whether he responds to to being dropped, you know, if, if we if we take it as, as a given that there won't be a change to the system between midweek and, and the weekend, that they won't partner mm-hmm. each other effectively. I don't know if you keep Kyogo on side. I think you might lose him confidence wise. I think that I would like to see the change of formation, um, but you know, I'm not one of these people that feels sorry for players. Kyogo's been brilliant for us, but. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we'll play him just in case he kicks the half or we'll play him just because you might lose his confidence. He's not playing very well. So at the end of the day, if you're not playing well, you're doing more damage than you're doing good. But I look at times, Kevin, knowing that the arms are up in the air because he's made a run and he's inside oh, no, the box he's and, and the ball, does, and the ball yeah. doesn't come. You he's know, missing I, Jota, isn't he? And I actually think, if I go back to I the right. the Ross County game, I think it was, he had two touches in the opposition box. Yeah. That entire game. Aye. It's incredible. I just think like he, how he needs that he needs to, he needs to, he needs his teammates providing them with the balls. And he's not getting that. Palmer's too hot and cold. I think the I think the team just need a shake and I think Andy will probably be better place to tell you this, but I think there might be a wee bit in the playing squad to say, Jesus, we've not seen any players here. I think there may, I think some of them might be a wee bit uh, a wee bit uh, upset about the lack of ambition. Maybe they're thinking we need to be on here or we could have done with some new players and nothing's harmed and they're a wee bit deflated by it. I don't know if that harms. Well, as much as you want to keep your own your own position, I mean, I think every dressing room is fired up when anyone new 
comes in because um, well when I look at the, the Celtic team that I played in most of them were, were Celtic supporters it was very much a, a sort of British UK team with a lot of Scots a few Irish one or two English um, yep. and they all uh, when we signed players I can remember we signed Paul Elliott from uh, right. Italian football Italian yeah, football course, was right. top dogs he was going up against Maradona yeah. and Van Basten and the like and you just wanted someone like that who came in and was training with you every day. You want him to think you're a good player. You don't want to embarrass yourself in front of him. And uh, things like that can bring a player on maybe more than any coaching can. You've dropped a bombshell there, Kevin. Big Celtic fan. You've been a defender of the board. But tonight, nah, you've had it. And you predict St Mirren will beat your beloved Celtic at the weekend. I hope not, but <laughs> I honestly... Would not put it past that. I think it's heading that way, Paul. If that happens, you're on for every game the following week to give us your prediction. Yeah, up against Sean, the Rangers fan, who said they would win by 25 points. Thanks, Kevin. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Start a new career as an estate agent. Call 0141 Let's go. Let's go. More traffic and travel tomorrow morning with Crofty and Grado back together this morning in a great breakfast show. And Rochelle will be on with the traffic and travel. She's also during the not too distant as well. Do you and her are you in, in contact, Leanne Crichton? Yeah. I've actually I bumped into her over yeah. Christmas and New Year. Um we had a brief chat when yeah. we were out doing our last minute Christmas shopping. Ah. Uh, I think there's a week between our, our due dates. So no, it'd be nice yeah, interesting to see who goes first. <laughs> Got a great present. It was Andy. Did you get a great Christmas? She was saying she was saying oh, it wasn't, wasn't for us. Very, very oh, generous. It will be for Tom or somebody <laughs> up there uh, at the Beaver. And so tomorrow night your game is Morton against Motherwell. We're looking forward to these games. We're running out of time. There's been loads of Celtic fans on tonight, and uh, some of the Rangers fans I think are just waiting to see what's going to happen now. We've heard from a few Rangers fans this week, and they're feeling pretty confident. In fact, somebody earlier in the week said it was 51-49 for Celtic on the Monday, and by Tuesday, Wednesday, they said it's maybe the other way round. So what do you think? Anyway, let's look to the games. So we talked about Motherwell. You reckon Andy are going to win at Capital? Yeah. And you'd agreed, I think, Yeah, I think Motherwell. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be a close game, though. That's why I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't think there'll be much between the sides. Um just because I know Dougie Emery and I know the way he'll, he'll have his side shaped up and they'll give respect to Motherwell um, but I just think that win midweek for Motherwell and, and the goals that they scored will just give them that lift um, and enthusiasm to get into tomorrow night and really believe that they can kick on um, Craig Gordon has signed another year's contract with Hearts today so they'll play Airdrie and Andy he's phenomenal isn't he 41 years old Brilliant. double leg break he's back I mean he's been back from serious injury mm-hmm. before yep. uh, the fact that he's done it again at this age I mean yep. I was dead and gone at 35 in well, terms of your body but um, for him to still be doing it at that level and I wouldn't put it past him to get a spot in the Scotland squad and who knows, he might take part in, in uh, the Euros uh, uh, next summer. Do you expect Hearts? I'm going to the end of the weekend. It's uh, Airdrie Hearts. Who's going to win that one, Andy, do you think? I'd like to see Airdrie give a good right. account on themselves. Mm-hmm. I know Callum Gallagher well. He's scoring yeah. goals mm-hmm. for Airdrie. I think that's the fact that they beat St Johnston in the yeah, last good. round. Mm-hmm. So that will give them a bit of heart. But... Yeah, Hearts, I think uh, the run that they're on, the consistency that they've had, I haven't seen that from them for a long time. All credit to the manager, Stephen Naismith, and the players. The fact that they've got Shankland there, mm. I, I think the Hearts will win it. 
I think it'd be an interesting one. Um, I think Hearts will win, but I, I, I do think Airdrie would like to give a really good account of themselves. They're a side they like to play, they like to move the ball, um, but I just don't know if that might be detrimental going up against a, a side like Hearts that have got a bit more probably power and pace in the, in the final third in quality than what they're used to coming up against but for Reese McCabe and his side it'll be a brilliant test they're in a really good run of form just now as well um, they've got the other cup final to, to look forward to they've got That's themselves right, yeah. through the fifth round of the, the Scottish um, championship wise they're going strong they're looking good but I do think Hearts will, will win that one Hearts will win it have you been to Thurso? that's where we're going now here <laughs> is Dave on the line good evening Dave Evening Paul, evening Leanne, evening, evening Andy. how are we? Great to hear you on Thurso. How's the weather? Uh, it's snowy and cold. <laughs> yeah. Same in Glasgow, not snowy, but... Uh, keep, this, uh, yeah. keep the snow. Ah, so, oh, thanks very much. Uh, no, no, we, had it, we had it yesterday morning. Anyway, Dave, what are you thinking? Celtic fan? Yeah, Celtic fan. Here's a scenario for you. Mm-hmm. We could effectively end our season with not far short of £100 million in the bank mm-hmm. and no league trophy, or even worse, no trophy at all. Mm-hmm. How can, how can the board get to explain that? Well, they'll parade it around the pitch in front of the supporters and after the last game and they'll take their applause. Oh, the, bank st- the, the, the bank statement? Yeah. All right, OK, good idea, Andy. <laughs> but no, I, listen, it is, in all seriousness, it is good to be such a well-run, uh, successful club. But I think, they, I think they missed a trick there, uh, Dave, in the, the January window. You had a manager almost screaming for a bit more quality it didn't happen the fact yeah. that they got in a wide player when a wide player just wasn't required really they had enough options there um, and they've got uh, Adam Eder who doesn't get a regular game for Norwich but by the way that Brendan Rodgers was speaking about him it's it's as if everyone has missed a trick uh, about this guy so we'll see how he develops but I think every Celtic supporter, maybe including yourself, Dave, totally underwhelmed by the the amount of business in the window. Dave, yeah. do you? But look at the table, right? So I'm I'm trying to put the opposite, the other view. Sixty-one points from twenty-five, uh, Rangers fifty-eight from twenty-four. So it's still in Celtic's hands to do it, and they've got two goals better. Um, an air of pessimism could drag down the team now you've got a top class manager there were you okay about Brendan Rodgers coming back uh, not particularly but he's back and he's certainly manager so I'll support him as long as he is yep. and what would you do okay the window's uh, closed but are there players missing that we know about the injuries or whatever I mean the talking point just now is what about up front Kyogo you heard Leanne saying he's not. he was not getting the supply that he got last season uh, what would you do for the team this weekend I know. I know. The, I know. The problem can be sort of compounded by injuries and and players that have been away and players that are off form. Um, and also, at the end of the day, you know, we've gone backwards on the points total to this time of the season, whereas Rangers have pretty much stayed the same repeat level with us. So they haven't improved that much. And honestly, I still think we'll win the league. I still think we've got a better squad. We've got better players at most in a lot of positions. So I, I still think we'll win the league. As to how we get them back to firing again, I don't know. I think we need to, I think we need to hit form and destroy somebody four, five, six, nine, mm-hmm. and then that'll maybe kick things on. Um, but although we sit man this weekend, that'll be a hard game. Mm-hmm. Leanne, no, look, I think it's interesting. I just, 
I think Celtic have got the strongest squad I think on paper they should be winning the league I think at this stage of the season they should be more comfortable than they are bearing in mind Rangers will, will still have that game in hand um, I look at the next kind of run of games St Mirren of course we've touched on it this weekend Kilmarnock at home I, I, I don't think it's an easy game again I don't think there's any easy games now when you look at the performance levels in, and you can put Rangers into that category a number of weeks back as well because I think they were winning but performances weren't necessarily brilliant then they go to Fir Park um, then they've got Dundee at home then they've got Hearts away now I think there's a few question marks in there in terms of performances and results and the Celtic go and win all those games I think I'm right in saying Rangers' next 10 games I think 7 of them are at home um, which could be a huge advantage for Rangers and within that time you've got your game in hand to play catch up as well so I, we know what the West of Scotland's like it's, you're in a knife edge at times with how it looks but I think Celtic are only another couple of performances away and another couple of drop points away from it feeling like there's more of a crisis and perhaps what there is, but that's just the reality of it because Dave, you've mentioned that 100 million in the bank, you should be strolling the league this year. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, do you get to the games? Not as much as I used to, but I've right. uh, Parkinson's disease, so right. oh, mobility yeah. can be an issue, but no. Yeah. I, like your show, and I never miss a show, be it live or on the app. Um, really? I, I never miss a Celtic game on the telly to be honest I mean I'm sure fan and all that but uh-huh. many years ago you know I was season ticket holder and went every week wow um, but health, health reasons I can't do that now but um, yeah I just yeah. Um, I'm, I, I still think I, I agree with Leanne I, I still think we've all won the league mm. it's just worst case scenario could leave the board struggling to keep things under under control and, and that's you know <laughs> We don't want to see anything like that happening again. You're as sharp as a tack, Dave. And see, when I listen but, to you and you think about it there and you care so passionately, I hope that the club, the controlling mind, whatever that is at Celtic, says, look, we're better than this. And, yeah. you know, you don't get everything right, but my goodness, so many things are wrong. They need a unity, they need a leadership, and they need to be explaining to fans what's happened. And they're not yeah. just... I, I think... For what it's worth, they beat Rangers twice and I, I get the impression that they feel it's all going to be okay, none to see here. Now look, we know what happened to Rangers all those years ago and nobody would want that to happen to any club. You couldn't imagine, you, you know, 20 years ago, Rangers would, would be in the position they were, but it happened. And I get it that Celtic don't want it to happen, but my goodness, they need to be brave. And even their manager said they need to be braver. It's not often I you remember. get... Sorry, sorry, Dave. I, I was just about to say that it's not often you get anyone other than the Celtic manager speaking. No, yeah, no, no one else on a, 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 a board. They, yeah. won't, they wouldn't speak. They wouldn't want to address the supporters. It's too dangerous. I remember for them. the fight in the Kelly years. So I mean, you know, I, I can go back as far as you want, but um, yeah, they just need to open up and tell us what's going on. And it's always been the case when mm. things are going great, they're all there. When things aren't going so well, they just seem to take run for cover and leave the manager to mm-hmm. do the explaining. And sure. there's more to it than the manager. Yeah, and there's so many good people there at the club. And Michael Nicholson, chief executive, I mean, I'd love him. Yeah. And James Bisgrove at Rangers, young chief exec. Get together, sort out the thing about fans coming. I know that's not oh, what you're yeah. talking about there, but we're diminishing the biggest game. And then just address the issues. Openness is what we're looking 100%, for. 100%, Paul. Get the yeah. fans back in the old firm yeah. games. Yeah. I think one of yeah. the, the one of the best things I liked when I signed for Celtic was the message that I got from Billy McNeil where 
it was almost without it being anywhere in your contract it was part of the deal as being a Celtic player you go out and you meet the supporters and you speak to them and that means good and bad you, you go and take the applause yeah. because they'll always support you through thick and thin yeah. um, but when things are not going well you, you need to hear what, what they're saying as well you need to understand it you need to give them a, a level of respect I mean, Get back to the fans and the, and the players. I mean, I'm led to believe for a good source that when Chuck Steen was a manager, there was basically a rota for supporters club dinner dances and supporters club events where, you know, a couple of players were sent to everything and there was no two went to what, so they'll take their fair share of good. Well, I know I know all about that, Dave, yeah. because I was in a dressing room yeah. where, well, I, I went to a good number, but nowhere near... Uh, the sure. number of guys like Paul yeah. McStay and Tommy Burns and Roy Aitken, Pat Bonner, guys that were oh. steeped, dare I say it, Peter exactly. Grant, right. guys that yeah. were absolutely sure. steeped in Celtic. And it was the same story at Rangers, but of course there's so many. Jackie was on earlier, we haven't mentioned that yet, saying, where's the young Scottish talent coming through? It's not being valued the way it was. So it was the same story at Rangers. But it needs leadership. We're out of time, Dave. What's your scoreline for the game then? St Mirren against Celtic in the Cup. What's going to happen? 3-1 Celtic. Yeah. I'm more confident Celtic yeah, support more confident than Kevin earlier on that's for sure <laughs> and spread the word can we say we're number one for Glasgow in the West and for Thurzo Dave yeah, yeah. please do good man Dave. Dave all the best good have a good weekend you. good call thank you Dave thank you very much thanks right. for taking me on thank you so Leanne thank you we're on standby thanks, everything Paul. okay we got through the two yes. hours you're looking good we're we'll good see you tomorrow night enjoy the weekend and Andy likewise you're back on oh, Monday Barry's here Speak tomorrow to night then. along with the aforementioned Peter Grant will be there oh, at five thank you everyone we appreciate it the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property get your home ready for the markets with help from their team of experts let's go